This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Last week on the East Coast, a major oil pipeline was attacked with ransomware. The biggest fuel pipeline system in the United States remains crippled by a cyber attack that's been called the worst of its kind in the U.S. This is America's energy artery. Arguably, it is the single most important pipeline in the United States. 45% of the fuel product used on the East Coast comes via the Colonial Pipeline. 14 states, seven major airports. This is a big deal. Veteran cybersecurity experts say the scope is unprecedented. The attack might be the largest ever on an energy system in the U.S., and the Biden administration has even declared a state of emergency in the region to help keep oil moving. The Department of Energy is working directly with Colonial to get the pipelines back online and operating at full capacity as quickly and safely as possible. But why would a cyber attack target an oil pipeline in the first place? Here to explain is Recode Sarah Morrison. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Teddy. So this is a developing story. We're talking Tuesday afternoon. But tell us what we know right now about this cyber attack with what's called the Colonial Pipeline. Right. So uh, we are looking at what appears to be the largest successful cyber attack on an American energy system as well as another example of how vulnerable these you know, important companies and services are and will continue to be if more steps aren't taken to protect them. But the quick summary is that this colonial pipeline company operates like a 5,500-mile-long pipeline, which stretches from Texas to New Jersey, carries 2.5 million barrels of fuel a day. It's half the East Coast fuel supply, so that's like gas for cars and jets. And last Friday, it reported it was a victim of a ransomware attack, which made it have to disable the pipeline. So there goes uh, all that all that fuel for now. And is it common for hackers to target infrastructure like this? I'm curious what we know about at least these hackers uh, that are behind this attack. When it comes to like ransomware, which is, you know, when hackers just lock up your systems until you pay a ransom, essential services will make for good targets because people are more willing to pay the ransom as soon as possible to unlock the system. Sure. So like energy companies and services are our targets, like hospitals are targets, businesses are targets. So local governments become targets because they just don't really even have the best cyber protections because they can't, you know, they're small towns that can't afford them. So yes, it is relatively common to attack this kind of thing. In this case, we have a hacker group, uh, the FBI confirmed, it's called DarkSide, which uh, apparently I saw what it does, it's just described as ransomware as a service. So it offers this <laughs> ransom. Yeah. Makes and it sound so nice, right? Right, yeah. Um, and so it offers its software and some things to these sort of partners. And uh, we don't know yet who DarkSide's partner in this was or if there even was one. And uh, so that's where we're at now. Yeah. And what is the impact of this ransomware attack? I mean, you obviously said it's successful. Uh, how bad is is the fallout from this? 
So obviously it depends on how long the pipeline is down. Um, sure. You know, right now though, it's down. Right now it's still down and, you know, lo- losing a large supply of fuel is never great. Uh, the good news is Colonial is saying it believes it will have these services substantially restored by the end of this week, which means there's like the really prolonged shutdown that we, you know, feared that would have had a big impact on prices and availability that probably will be largely avoided. There are, you know, ways we can replace like some of the the fuel that goes to this pipeline. The Biden administration waived some rules, which limited, you know, the hours fuel truck drivers can drive to get more fuel, you know, up here that way. There was talk of uh, something called the Jones Act, which uh, says, you know, intra-U.S. like shipments have to be owned and operated by U.S. boats. They were going to waive that so that they could more easily ship, you know, oil down from places that have it in America up to other places that that wouldn't. So there's a couple things they can do that would be sort of stopgap measures. But again, they wouldn't replace completely all the oil that moves through that pipeline. And in the meantime, Sarah, is there a possibility that gas prices kind of stay up even if this gets back online? Or tell me what like the medium term impacts of this might be. I, I honestly don't know. I think from what I've seen, again, it really depends on how long it takes for the pipeline to go back online. Because sure. there's reserves, you know, up here. I know Georgia and North Carolina have had price increases already. And there are reports of gas stations running out of fuel down there. I don't know if that's more about people rushing to get all the gas they can because they're afraid there won't be any. I don't know if the like fear of a shortage has created a shortage. But yeah, the price increases and shortages are happening, but it certainly doesn't seem like a national uh, crisis at this point. And Sarah, how do we protect ourselves against these attacks? Uh, Is there anything that the United States can do to make sure that oil pipelines are better protected? You can never 100% protect against, you know, all hacks, but I think a lot of these systems are antiquated. They don't have, you know, enough cybersecurity protections. It's maybe a lot easier for these things to get hacked than it should be. Uh, you know, the Biden administration came in after the solar winds hacked, which, you know, which affected government systems as well as some businesses. And, you know, he said then it's a priority for this administration to protect the country from cyber attacks. He's been doing some things there as well. That was another energy infrastructure target, right? It targeted basically like government systems. And I think the Department of Energy was one of the ones affected, but it wasn't uh, solely an attack on the energy infrastructure, no. Okay, okay. But basically, we've had this happen before, and the Biden administration wants to do something about it um, to basically improve this electrical grid, right? Right, yeah. I mean, he's said that he's been putting together a team of experts for, you know, cybersecurity. I think the infrastructure plan, there are hopes that it would include funding for that. He's also rolled out a plan specifically for the electrical grid and cybersecurity to better protect its systems. Mm. An oil pipeline that's owned and operated by private companies, I don't think is part of that. But we are obviously, you know, seeing a very obvious need for these companies to modernize those systems and improve their cybersecurity one way or another, because obviously it'll have a big impact on, you know, all of us if they don't. Uh, if you know things like oil pipelines aren't included in in Biden's plans, they you know they soon will be. Recode reporter Sarah Morrison, as always, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> 